Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. All right. <laughs> well, um, I was actually, you know what, I was, I was, I was reading this morning um, in Exodus about Aaron's rod that God had, had touched, you know, and how afterward it, it blossomed mm. and uh, budded and blossomed and was going to bring forth fruit, almonds growing on it and everything, just incredible. And um, just just thinking about how you've recently um, concluded the the fruit series, mm. the bearing fruit series, and and uh, the last one that we had was um, was actually about suffering, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, suffering and, and fruit, which is um, they're undeniably linked in the Bible. Um, and we've we've got today we've got Trevi Crabtree with us. And Trevi, how you doing, mate? Oh, good morning, folks. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, good. Uh, Trevi is our first guest on the Baldy Bishops, and he has almost a full head of hair. So uh. <laughs> I know I feel like I should cover it or get a good crazy on it. Like but no, privilege to be on here. Yeah, this, this is going to go down in infamy, you know. The first guest on the Baldy Bishops podcast will get you a little plaque. You know? I'm kidding. Um, but we, we thought that we'd uh, just have an opportunity to let Trevi share. Um, he's actually intimated this to both of us before about how he'd love to share a testimony about um, God's faithfulness in suffering, mm. um, which is a topic that I think everyone can relate to on some level. Mm. If if you are born again believer and, you've, and you cling to Christ, there's inevitably been a moment where you were faced with suffering and you had the choice either to trust in your own ability or your own perseverance yeah. or in Christ. And uh, that's what we want to, talk about this morning just just ask him a few questions a few testimony questions and hopefully get through this and alan and i will just uh buckle down together and try to get through this with you and and help everybody listen yeah mm. um so let's let's break the ice a bit right tell us something personal about yourself something personal is um i've got hair i'm like you too um <laughs> <I'm> fired <laughs> welcome um no um so I support Everton. I like boxing. Um, and I love bacon. Absolutely love bacon. Um, Good man. And, and that's that's as personal I'm going to get at the moment. That's <laughs> <laughs> alright. You're from up uh, Morecambe way, right? I hope from Morecambe, Lancashire lad. Mm. Yeah. So you're a transplant. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. You're an adopted Stokey now. Adopted Stokey, like yeah. me, like us, like the two of us. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget that I'm not. And native Stokey. I, I swear, just, just every now and then there's like just this moment, because I've been here so long now, where someone will be like, so where are you from? I'm like, Trent. Oh, no, no, no US. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, without going into detail about your testimony, we'll, we'll maybe save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what caused you to come to Christ as Savior? I realized I was, I was a mess. I was getting up to a load of stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. And... I knew I needed to book my ideas up and sort my life out, but then I realised I couldn't mm. do it on my own, so I needed someone to come and do it for me. And that person was the Lord, um, the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the only one who could actually sort my life out was the Lord. So mm. when I was presented the gospel uh, clearly and realised who I was and, and my sin, uh, floodgates opened, knew I needed to change, and he was the one who was going to change me. Mm. So, mm. Awesome. How old were you then? I was 18. 18. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. In Morecambe. <laughs> nice 
So that was about nine years ago. Yeah. yeah. Trying to give your age there. <laughs> <laughs> and you moved to Stoke. You've moved to Stoke recently, but you were first here in 2017. Yeah. So what how, What makes a Morecambe lad come to Stoke 2017? Um, wasn't the oat cakes. I never, I never had an oat cake until I got here. Um, but, but had you had one, it would have brought you up. Oh, yeah, of course <laughs> it would. Yeah. But no, it was, it was Barber College. Um, I, I got out of some uh, teaching, you know, what I needed to get out of. I had this hunger for the Bible. I was uh, in need of discipline and just had a hunger for what was true. Um, and that's what it was. That's what drove me to, to come here, was I just wanted to find out what the Bible was saying. And I thought this was the best place to, to come. Um, it was Barber College here in Stoke. And that's why I came here. Mm. Yeah. So, um, much to your delight, you met Rhea in 2019. Yeah. Which is a good moment. Mm. Uh, but 2019 was a difficult year for you, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Uh, we, we started talking like 2018 and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was 2019 when Rhea and I got serious and... Four, four days into speaking, my dad passed away mm. uh, in, in September, so that was a bit of a shock. He was poorly, um, but it was a it was a shock how how soon it was when mm. he, when he passed away. I remember, I was at Barlow College and during a during a lesson, and then there was <coughs> Amanda, your wife, and my mum came and picked me up and told me that my dad passed away and all that, and it it, it, it was a it was a mess. So mm. we obviously I went back to Morecambe and. Um, but yeah, the the Lord really used Rhea there. Uh, absolute blessing, but Rhea came at the right time, literally four days before he passed away. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if I didn't have Rhea there, didn't have friends, maybe things would have ended up a little worse, a bit worse, especially if I didn't have the Lord as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 2019, Dad passed away. And also before that, in, in January 2019, that's when I got, got ill. Um, had a viral, viral infection that put me in hospital and... Um, uh, you came and saw me, and I was I was a wreck. And you were you were a wreck, yeah. Um, and then that that just led on to loads of complications. After that, they put you on loads of tablets and a domino effect, and you're trying to catch up on who you used to be, and still trying to do college. It was it was <coughs> rough, um, mm-hmm. but the Lord was there. Lord helped me, but mm-hmm. yeah, personally, it was rough. That was only beginning as well. Mm. So, so did did the difficulties of 2019 change your perception of God in any way? It didn't change my perception of God, um, but I think it changed my perception on me. Um, mm. It felt like, oh, I can't do what I'm supposed to do now. I've come here, mm. come to Bible College. I'm trying to get into preaching and maybe be a missionary, maybe be a preacher, maybe be a teacher. I feel like I'm called to do this and then now all this is happening like feel a bit useless and, mm-hmm. um, and then you when you start um, feeling sorry for yourself a little bit and then especially when you, you're not well and you're in bed a lot and you, you, you've got time to play with your mind and you're on your own um, you start feeling a bit useless abandoned and all this kind of stuff and mm. uh, lies of the enemy start creeping in mm-hmm. and um, I think I think also you 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 can um, it shows who you are, um, suffering and all that kind of stuff. It shows who who you are and it shows who who your God is as well. Um, I think, especially me, at, what was it, twenty three, twenty four, when that happened, I was 
uh, quite fit and healthy and you feel like you're going to be fit and healthy for a long time and I feel like you're going to be able to go off and do all these things and then um, then you can't so mm. uh, that confidence in yourself starts getting slimmer and slimmer yeah. it's like Trip talks about isn't it with uh, in the suffering book we trouble our trouble with uh, I mean it's a real identity crisis moment isn't it when, mm. when all the, your strength and your what you were thinking was going to happen gets knocked out of your control and then you're like who am I what does it mean to be me and when the gospel that one we were doing gospel and suffering like who am mm. I doesn't change yeah if I'm in Christ but it's still the wrestle isn't it so 2020 you and Rhea got married by one of the Baldy bishops yeah um, <laughs> and then you moved away from Stoke and ended up in, in Bournemouth um, so 2020 2021 what were some of the big challenges in that time well um, it was always stressful because uh, we got married two days before lockdown before that wasn't even going to happen it was supposed to be the, the week after but um, uh, we just thought oh let's make sure it happens and we got it a week early and good job we did because we got married on the Saturday and the Monday that's when good old Boris says right lockdown everyone <laughs> um, so yeah, you had a really you had a crack in honeymoon too didn't you oh yeah in Hanley in Hanley <laughs> In Hanley <laughs> even even um, after the church service, instead of a reception, we went to McDonald's and just like snuck some chicken nuggets back into the hotel. Uh, yeah, that was our only move. Um, but yeah, then we we moved to Morecambe first. Uh, we, were, we were there for three months, um, and then we we moved into Bournemouth. But I was still going through this thing where. Um, me, my walk with the Lord wasn't the best at a time. Um, with the suffering and all that, and losing confidence in self, it can. My faithfulness to the Lord was probably getting slim. Uh, the Lord's never been unfaithful to me, but I've been unfaithful to the Lord multiple times. Mm. And it all started in two thousand nineteen when college was getting hard, health was getting on top of me, and. Um, reading the Bible was becoming a chore. Uh, praying didn't seem that attractive anymore because prayers weren't being answered. Um, talking to to Christians was getting irritating because they're talking about the, how lovely the Lord is and how all this kind of thing. And me and my head was like, "That's mm. all right for you." Well, what's happening with me? Mm. Um, but I was never angry at the Lord. I just in my own little, yeah, just in my own little pity party, maybe I don't mm. know. Mm. Um, so that, that that carried on into twenty twenty, and I think because I had quite a radical um, transformation when I got saved, and it happened in Morecambe, and that's where I was going out, witnessing to people, and there was this radical change and this zeal and all this kind of thing. I thought maybe I'll go and find back to the roots of like my mm. walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. If I go back to Morecambe, maybe. Maybe something will spark in me again because mm. I was becoming quite mm, dreary. Yeah, mm. no one's fault apart from my own. Um, that's how, how it was. So there, there was a bit of me wanting to escape a little bit. So we, we also there was a. Um, that's where I'm from, and I thought um, we'll go go back there. So we went there anyway, and yeah, we soon realised it. It wasn't. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't right. Glad we did it because I've learned some lessons on the way and it's got me to the place where I am now. Um, 
but no, I think it, it struck us when Rio and I went out um, for, for, a, for a drink once, and and uh, across, the, across the table was my old drug dealer and uh, mm. all this kind of thing. And we were walking the street and we are seeing people from the past and I thought, don't want a family here. Uh, mm. it, it felt mm. off-putting being in, being where I was, and so yeah, I didn't I didn't like I didn't like feeling uncomfortable there, and I thought safety-wise, probably not the best. And then Rhea found out she was expecting uh, with our first baby, so we we went back, we went down to Bournemouth to be closer to to family, away from Morecambe. Uh, a few little incidents happened in Morecambe as well, which just put us off from Morecambe. So we went down. Down south, and then that's when more tragedy happened. Mm. Yeah, that was that was probably the depth of the valley for you guys, wasn't it? Really? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, especially no no church there or anything like that. Um, it was COVID because you couldn't meet up with people anyway. Mm. Uh, anyway, so so excited, uh, but Rhea Rhea was expecting. Obviously, you would be excited, um, but six weeks. She, she had uh, some bleeding, and uh, she went to get checked out and said, "Oh yeah, it's fine. This, this is a reason, but the baby's fine." When she went for a scan, twelve weeks, and um, the obviously you'd be excited for a scan and all this kind of thing, and the, apparently the I wasn't there, but the, the midwives started talking amongst themselves, mm. and, they, and Rio was like, "What are you talking about?" Kind mm. of thing, and they wouldn't tell her what was going on until she met a specialist which was like two weeks later so she was left in suspense came home obviously she went excited come back thinking what's going on yeah that would drive you mad wouldn't it yeah Yeah. so we went to go to the specialist in Southampton if you don't know Southampton Hospital it's it's like the it's the the bee's knees for like children's hospital it's a specialist Mm. um, hospital and funny enough that's where Rhea my wife she went when she had leukaemia as a toddler Wow. Um, yeah. So it was hard for her to go back. back sure, there. yeah. Lots of trauma. Yeah. So, so we went there to the the, the baby section, and um, <clears throat> we basically said uh, the ba- the baby um, the bladder was too full, and um, then that had a knock on effect with the kidneys, the lungs, and uh, there wasn't a, enough fluid around the baby. Um, basically saying the baby's not going to survive whatsoever mm. and you should have an abortion now and and it's just, yeah, 12 weeks just call it quits kind of thing mm. and uh, Rhea and I were like not a chance not that's not even a thought um, we're not we're not going to be uh, agreeing to murder our baby even if they don't even make it um, mm. so we're adamant that we weren't have, having a, an abortion. They probably thought we were silly for con- continuing, but we didn't care. Um, we'd, we're just going to leave it to the Lord. So we knew that from about 12, 12 weeks, just roughly around there, maybe a bit after. And it was six months, for six months, we knew there was something mm. going up with, with a baby. And um, always thinking, is it going to be a miscarriage or... Stillbirth, mm-hmm. something. We're just waiting for something yeah, bad to happen the, the whole time. And during that time, um, I was I was suffering in, in, in internally from a walker lord. Um, still distant, still in a, a might as well call it a bachelor's state. Um, 
And um, yeah, it came to early spring and um, well, yeah, and they said, right, we're going to plan for uh, a C-section. This is a date you're going to have a, a C-section to rear. Um, <coughs> with a plan thinking the baby's not going to last long, maybe seconds, maybe minutes, but let's try and see if we can have some time with the baby. So we'll have a C-section. And uh, earlier than that, um, Rhea was experiencing some pain. They thought it was just some these girdle pain, girdle pain, tip girdle pains they call it. So we went into hospital. This is COVID, I wasn't allowed in. And um, they said, actually, we're going to keep you in for a little bit. They brought me in and then they, they checked her and said, hang on, you're going into labour. Mm. Um, emergency C-section. And there we go. It was all at me all once. This was months, uh, six weeks early. And um, he was born, and he, and he was alive, and that that was that was weird because two days before that, I was in a horrible place um, with the with the Lord, and I was um, doing things I probably wasn't supposed to. And the next minute, two two days later, you got a baby in your hand, and mm. all that just goes out the window, and you you focus back on the Lord, you you thanking the Lord for <coughs> meeting your son. And we called him James Tyson Crabtree. Um, James is, we, we named him after James because there's this, obviously, book of James, but there was a, a chap up in Morecambe, um, dear friend of mine, he's probably my best mate in his, like, in his 80s. And um, when I was coming off the, the drugs and all that kind of stuff, and in a desperate state, he used to come and just sit in, my, in, in the living room and just pray with me, chat with me. Yeah. And he was a dear friend, so we named him after James. And then Tyson, because a, he was a fighter. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't expect him to get to birth, so I, we gave him a fighter's name. Mm. Um, but yeah, we got to hold him, and we had him for 19 hours. Um, 19 hours we, we had with James, and it was horrible because the rest of the family were outside. They weren't allowed to come in. Uh, it was just Rio and I. Um, Rio had, had a C-section, and but we got to spend 19 hours with that lovely lad, and... Um, the focus came back on the Lord drastically, and mm-hmm. um, from the I noticed from from my dad when my dad passed away, um, I went internal. I started I started drinking again, uh, started getting up to things I probably shouldn't have done, and um, not to get drunk. It was just to to get numb and get away from the pain and all that kind of stuff. And that doesn't help. Um, you, you'll you'll hear me bang on about there's three ways you can react to. To suffering, you can either go inwards, where you turn into yourself, you, you, and there's nothing good there. If you look at your own heart, it's wicked. Uh, there's nothing good in yourself whatsoever. If you start thinking you can rely on yourself, where well, you're going to go wrong. I mean, if you go outwards, you look outwards, look to people to make you happy, look to things to make you happy. Oh, a drink's going to make me calm down, or if I do this drug, that'll help me forget, or if I win loads of money. I'll be happy. Mm. That's never going to make you happy either. Um, long-term, temporary, maybe, but long-term, not. Or you can do the third, and the most important thing is look upwards, and that's where the Lord is. And um, mm. if you look upwards towards the Lord, he'll always help you. He'll always be there. He's always faithful. We're not faithful, but he always is. So inwards, no. Outwards, no. Upwards, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so- I, I, um I think you've shared this with us before, and we're, we're feeling it a little bit nice, Aaron. But how did how did the Lord meet you in all of this? You know, like you're you're starting to look upward again and see see God's good hand, even in the suffering. And, and how did you know how did God meet you? Get you help? How did He 
get you through those that that's like the biggest trial those are the biggest trials you know um yeah well when i held, held james it was it was alive mm. and then you think who gives life mm. the lord and all what happened the two years before just went out the window in my head mm. it was just the lord gives life and he's given us new life if we get born again we've got a new life as well and and i was thinking the lord's the lord's the giver and the take away our life and I, something happened when olden jones where everything was forgotten and we just came back to the one who gives life and um it just kind of centered me a little bit back to <coughs> the things of the lord and um from then on um it, it wasn't angry with the lord at all and um i was looking looking upwards mm. with the whole james thing and uh Praise the Lord, but I think Rhea, Rhea and I did a, a very um, decent job trying to just show Christ, and um, mm. we, we did our best. It, we weren't doing it on our own strength. We genuinely were just clinging on to the Lord because that's mm. all we could do. Mm. Like even when James passed in, passed away in our arms, when the 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 Lord's my shepherd playing in the background mm. with wow. two of the nurses sat there, mm. we thought, right, this is a bad situation. This is rubbish. But the law can turn us into good, so let's not mope about. Let's not look. Let's not. Obviously, we're going to be sad because we're losing yeah, games. Yeah, of course. But let's not. Let's not get into a, a place where it takes us away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's wrong towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were we were clinging on like I don't know what, and we thought if anything happens, if if anything good happens from this, it's worth it, and. That's, that was our motivation, was just to, to try and represent Christ, if we, mm. if we could. Not an yeah. yeah. So, was there some Bible verse uh, that, that God used to get you through it? Yeah, and I'll, let me find it. It's in, it's in Daniel. Obviously, you've got... Um, obviously, you've got, you've got James. Um, it talks about... Uh, like you, you two were talking about last week, about uh, be joyful. And in trials and all that kind of stuff, which is it's very hard. But as well in James, it goes on, but it it, like it produces endurance and patience and all these kind of things. And it does it creates character and uh, the maturity in the faith. But also in 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 Daniel, um, in chapter three, you've got um, these three folks: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, I'll just paraphrase for you, trivia version. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, he's got this big, massive gold statue, and he, he was saying, right, everyone's got to bow down to this thing, and these three are like, no nah, chance, mate, mm-hmm. that's not happening. And um, and he goes, you need to do it, or it's going to throw you in this fire furnace. I was going to read it from verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we will worship the golden image which you have set up. So the these three three folk are saying if you throw us in the fire furnace, do it. But we know we're not going to worship you, we're going to worship the Lord, and He's gonna save us. He, he's gonna keep us in in that fire furnace. And even if he doesn't, hmm. We're going to worship anyway, wow. and that's what my motivation was. Um, with James, all right, Lord, mm-hmm. 
I'm sure I've, I've got faith that you can keep germs alive. And <coughs> even if you don't, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to worship you. I'm not going to let um, that be a thing to turn me away from you. Yeah. And, um, and this is like we're, in, we're down south here and, um, and there's a church there who, 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 were, who were saying that, yeah, James is going to be alive and all this kind of thing. And we, we command all disease and all sickness to, to leave that body and you, it's, they're going to be completely fine. Mm. Building you up, yeah. getting you ups up. That's not helpful, is it? Not helpful at all. Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but no, um, like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, it was really, even if you don't, we'll still worship you. Yeah. And, if, and if you look in the fire furnace, there was a fourth figure. Mm. The Lord was with them the whole time. Mm. And likewise, the Lord was with us yeah, and doing that, that mess. Very good. And we, so that, that really, that scripture really helped. And, and I think you, you learn in suffering um, about yourself because when, you, you, when you're all that busy and you're doing all these things, you're just, you're just cracking on, aren't you? But when you come to a place, you realise... Uh, what's going on in your heart when you look in the in the Bible? The Bible's a mirror, but when you're suffering, I feel like it's a shinier mirror. It's like in 4K, you get to see mm-hmm. more clearly who you are, where what your your sins <coughs> are, and all this kind of thing, and and what you're bringing into suffering. Mm-hmm. You, you you can bring a um, a mindset into suffering like um, this. Wanting to sin, maybe, and suffering's an excuse to sin. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. how I was with my dad, maybe. Mm. Like, you're waiting for something to happen, so it gives you an excuse to mm-hmm. get down to the pub or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it gives you a chance to let loose. Almost try and justify, yeah. 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 Um, and that's mm. looking outwards again, or inwards. Yeah. It's not yeah. good. You, you've been my... I mean, obviously, this is still very real. Your, your health is still not 100 percent. obviously still grieving um loss Lo- lovely to have you guys at our church this last few months and mm. we've really blessed been blessed uh, personally in our families have too and ria and little emily have been uh, a real joy to us but um mm-hmm. uh, have you felt like you've benefited at all from being back in stoke or has that been any good yeah you definitely. can say no <laughs> no no it has it's um it's been it's been great because it's a fellowship where Christ is exalted and the Bible's preached, but every everyone's loved and looked after, and no no one's left behind. No one's just left to wander, and that's how it should be. That's that's Christianity, folks. Um, but if I can, I just want to just read a little no, no yeah, okay. little <laughs> bit from this book I've been reading. Uh, he was a footballer. He was called. He's, he is cool, he's not was cool. <laughs> uh, Gavin Peacock, he used to be captain of Chelsea in Newcastle, but he's a he's a pastor now in um, in Calgary, um, in Canada, Canada. And he and he, he says this about suffering in his book, a couple of things. But there's a, there's this uh, track I've never heard of it called Everybody Hurts. And he said he was playing on the radio, and he this is what he says. It reminded me once once more of the brevity of life and the universality of suffering. No one is immune, rich or poor, commoner, prince or pi- a princess. The song ends like this. So hold on, 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 hold on. Everybody hurts. But the question is, unto what do you hold? Yeah. And is that person or thing able to hold you? Wow. Mm. 
And and this is a testament. This is this is nothing of me. This is all about the Lord. I was unfaithful to the Lord through suffering, but the Lord was always faithful to me. Mm. And that, that's brought me back to the Lord because mm. of His faithfulness. It's mm. always good. Um, and the last thing I want to say from this book, he also says, um, that it is in the tension and through suffering that God strengthens the muscle of faith. Mm. And that goes back to what James says about it, creating yeah, endurance yeah. and character and yeah. patience. And that's yeah. good, yeah. That's good. Faith, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's funny because uh, Spurgeon says it's not um, our hold of Christ, but Christ's hold of us that saves us. And, and that's like, we believe that in the beginning at the moment of salvation, but that's also true in suffering, isn't it? Mm. And, um, and that's where the rubber meets the road. It's good and fluffy to talk about that at the moment of salvation and mm. moment of conversion. But when you're going through the valley like you yeah. are, mm. yeah. it's more difficult to, to take hold of that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And some people look at Christians thinking, you're suffering and you're, you're God's supposed to be looking after you. Right? Mm-hmm. It, Obviously, everyone suffers, but I think I've suffered more since being a Christian. <laughs> uh, like, we all suffer, and to think doing it without the Lord, it's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, the Lord's been great, and he's, he's faithful, and it's not forever, is it? We, mm. he, he's the one who suffered on the cross, uh, so we, mm. could, we could have fellowship with, with yeah. him. And one day it's all going to end. All this is temporary. All this suffering is temporary. Yeah. And um, peace, joy, and all that good stuff, it's going to be eternal. Mm. it's life it's amazing bring it on you've encouraged me loads man just you're uh you're just your quiet testimony of of um having gone through all this and loving jesus and talking about his faithfulness and his goodness and his mercy has has like really blessed and challenged me this last few months so i'm grateful for what god's doing in you man praise um, the lord because it's speaking to me so, so maybe those who are listening um have been touched like we've been touched talking to you how can we be praying for you Keep my eyes fixed on the Lord. Um, we, we're glad to be back in Stoke. Uh, if, you, if you pray that we, we we can carry on feeling settled here and um, get involved and um, still got that heart and desire for ministry in the future. And It's tough with health, but the Lord can do things what we can't. So if anything, if the Lord wants to do something, I pray that I'll be open to it. And um, yeah, that can, we can just trust him. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the signs we've probably been a little bit scripted. Maybe some people listening are thinking that you you callously move from one question to the other. But we did have a little bit of a, a quite. You saw the questions, and you kind of wanted some of those questions in there today, mm-hmm. which is why we've asked some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing with us. Man. Pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Body Bishops podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at bodybishops at gmail.com and we don't have social media. So you can get hold of us on the Blurton Baptist Facebook or Instagram. Let's go get an O-cake. Cool.